Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and I pray that you're doing well and that you're healthy and and um, that the Lord is ministering to you, His comfort, His love, His strength to you during this time. I want to welcome to you to today's edition of Calvary Live I'm your host for this hour, Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado. Always blessed to be with you. And I am especially blessed to be with you during this time where it's a time of difficulty and a time of uh, where we really need each other, a time where uh, we have opportunity to bless one another and to encourage each other in the things of the Lord. So I'm inviting you uh, to be a part of that on today's show. So the call-in number for you to call in and to be able to ask a question. Uh, we don't have to talk uh, always about the COVID-19 pandemic, and uh, but certainly some of you may have some questions how you can minister to others. Some of you may have some questions uh, about uh, the church and, and uh, how this affects the church and how we can encourage others. Maybe you need prayer. I know a lot of you need prayer right now. And uh, so I would invite you to call in at 303-690-3000, especially, especially during this time where we have been in a stay-at-home order here in Colorado. Much of our listening audience across the nation, uh, those on the East Coast, uh, on Hope and Truth FM, uh, many of of the people in those areas are at a stay-at-home order as well. And uh, all of us are being affected by uh, this uh, pandemic that has not only spread across our community here in Colorado, but throughout the nation and throughout the world. And and so it's important to hear a voice. It's important to get words of comfort and hope. We have those words to give to you. And so if you're feeling isolated, if you're feeling alone, please give me a call at 303-690-3000. Love to talk to you, pray with you, encourage you in any way that we can. And, of course, we always have another means uh, for you to be able to ask a question or uh, perhaps as you give your prayer request, and that is a dedicated text line, and that is 720-336-0897. We always emphasize be safe when you are texting, and a lot of you, perhaps you're at home. Uh, a lot of you are uh, at uh, t- holding on to and abiding by the stay-at-home order that was given here in Colorado uh, last Wednesday night, and you're beginning to feel the effects of it, uh, maybe feeling a little bit isolated, uh, feeling down, discouraged, uh, whatever the case may be for you. This program is to to be able to help you and to encourage you and build you up in any way that we can. So please, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Please give us a call. And maybe you've never called before, and maybe you've never thought about calling before, but you just 
feel like you need to talk to somebody or you need some encouragement, we have all open lines right now. And uh, as soon as somebody calls in and needs prayer or has a question, we're going to go to you. And uh, let's have this hour be a blessing for all of us that are tuned in to Calvary Live. Welcome all Grace FM listeners in Colorado, uh, from southern Colorado along the front range up into southern Wyoming. Uh, Grace FM Colorado uh, reaches 80% of the population in Colorado. That is the front range in the metro area, uh, down in the Colorado Springs, southern Colorado, uh, Pueblo, Fountain, uh, West Pueblo, that is, uh, 101.7. Welcome, guys. I'd love to hear from you guys down there in Colorado Springs and down in that area. Got a lot of brothers and sisters uh, that I know and, and have ministered with and love to hear from you guys, see how you're doing down there. Uh, so give me a call at 303-690-3000 and then 89.7 starting in Castle Rock up through the metro area and then also into Boulder and Longmont and Fort Collins, Loveland, Greeley, Cheyenne and Laramie in southern Wyoming. I'd uh, love to hear from you guys up there in Wyoming as well. And uh, let us know how you're doing, uh, how you're feeling. Uh, I pray that you're safe. Uh, so welcome all listening live today on Grace FM. But we also want to welcome those on the East Coast listening in uh, on Hope FM and Truth FM. Uh, you are week delayed as you listen, but you are uh, some parts of our uh, listening area. Those of you who are listening to Calvary Live, you are in the heart of this pandemic, and it's really hit you hard. Those of you in parts of New Jersey and Pennsylvania, we are praying for you as well, and we'd love to encourage you. So give us a call at 303-690-3000. And those who are listening in all around the country, perhaps on your uh, phones, smartphones, or your iPads to the uh, Grace uh, FM uh, app. Perhaps you're listening in on your computers on the Grace FM website. We welcome you anywhere in the nation. That number works at 303-690-3000. And give me a call, and let's talk about the Lord. Let's be encouraged in the Lord. And uh, love to see what the Lord and hear what the Lord is is doing in your life, what he's showing you. Uh, and uh, I just want to uh, be that voice of, of, um, of truth to you and to bring comfort to you. I want to read to you from Psalm 94 in verse 17, uh, that unless the Lord had been my help, my soul would have soon settled in silence. If I say my foot slips, your mercy, O Lord, will hold me up. In the multitude of my anxieties within me, your comforts delights my soul. And I just want to remind you that in this time that it's more than just uh, afraid of getting the virus, which uh, as we hear the numbers, it gets very, very uh, uh, overwhelming. It, it gets very, very um, you know, scary at times as we see the numbers that are growing, who have been affected, even the numbers of deaths uh, that are rising. Uh, and we can become anxious. But the other things that come along with it, people losing their jobs, uh, people uh, you know, just having that sense of uh, uncertainty, and, and in the multitude of our anxieties, know this, that the Lord desires to bring comfort to you. And he desires to bring that comfort that only he can bring, as we know that he still loves us and his promises are true for us, 
and that he's still sitting on the throne and and he still wants to work in our lives and he wants to work in our communities and in this nation um and the lord um is not gone he hasn't abandoned the throne but he is here to bring the comfort that you need as we just go to his word as we pray as we just encourage each other uh, because he's the one that delights our souls and comforts our souls so give me a call at 303-690-3000 we're going to go to philadelphia where betty's on line one hi betty betty Yes. You're on Calvary Live. I am, and I'm, I'm calling to let you know the outcome of the, go, the issues with my roommate that, okay. that I had brought to Jesus uh, several weeks ago. I had to get her admitted to the hospital, to a, a, an inpatient psychiatric hospital. I, um, I have a sister in Christ through my, Bible, my local Bible study. She was able to assess her on Tuesday morning. Tuesday evening, I had filled out the paperwork, submitted it to the county, and Tuesday night at 11.45, they came to pick her up. She was shaking, um, unable to breathe. She was not able to swallow. She was not able to care for herself. And uh, none of her caregivers, um, a boyfriend and someone that she spoke to the phone at length every day was were uh, unwilling to help her. So, so it's hard, isn't it? It's difficult, huh, Betty? It was very, it was very stressful. I haven't been that stressed, had that much stress for quite a long time. Yeah, and so, you're in that in that place right now, of praying for her, and um, and we're going to do that right now and pray yeah, for her you. and. You know, the Lord will guide you in how you can minister to her in the days ahead if you're able to minister to her. But, Father, we just pray for uh, Betty's roommate that um, as uh, she has um, things going on, mental issues, and, Lord, you're the one that can bring healing and comfort to our physical bodies, to our mental state, our emotions. And, Lord, I pray that you do that with her roommate. She's scared. Uh, she's upset. She's full of anxiety. And Lord, uh, it's very, very difficult. And I just pray that somehow that you administer your comfort to her, your healing to her, your strength to her, that Lord, that you would bring some sense of sound mind to her. Lord, you're able to do that because you are the God of, of everything and the God of our souls. And Lord, touch her and minister to her, and then bring with Betty, uh, be with Betty as she um, saw this, and and it's upsetting, and it's hard, and it's difficult. And I just pray that you would just uh, give Betty wisdom and give her uh, comfort that she needs, and if she has the opportunity to be able to minister to her roommate in the days ahead, that you give her the wisdom and the direction that she needs and the words to speak uh, truth and comfort uh, into her life. And so, Lord, use that. But, Lord, I just pray that you bring uh, just that peace uh, to Betty right now. And uh, we commit her roommate to you right now in every way for you to work, for you to minister, um, and uh, just keep her in a place of being safe 
in that place that um, that she uh, will be able to, Lord, have her mind hear from you and her heart be touched by you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, so now I have to um, secure ongoing rent monies that Stacy was covering, uh, mm-hmm. as well yeah. as utility monies. And um, I'm not sure how that's going to work out because that was supposed to come from her. Yeah, absolutely. So, hey, let's pray about that, okay, Betty? Father, I just pray for her situation, financial situation. I know Betty, that's part of the consequences. She cares about the state of her roommate, but you provide for her, especially in this time where it's very difficult economically for everyone in the nation. And I just pray that you would provide for her, that you would help her, and Lord, that you would just um, work in in an amazing way in this area. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You bet, Betty. God bless you. Be praying for you. It is difficult uh, for a lot of us uh, people that, you know, economically and and in um, just a, a time where perhaps maybe you've lost your job, maybe in a time where uh, you don't know if you're going to be able to keep your job, whatever the case may be. And I just want to remind you that the Lord uh, cares about that. He cares about uh, our, our needs. He's able to supply our needs in Christ Jesus. And and so we want to pray for you if you need that prayer. Uh, we want to uh, encourage you in any way that we can. So we have a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs of Calvary Greeley here in northern Colorado with you on this Monday and um, this time where uh, it's a very difficult time for us, for the world. Uh, but we do have hope to give you and comfort and truth to give to you. So give us a call. And we have the Lord that we can go to, as Hebrews chapter 4 declares, that we can go to the throne of grace in time of need. And we have need, don't we? So we want to be able to do that. So give me a call at 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And then also I want to be able to um, take your text questions and prayer requests as times allows us to do that. The text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one where Joyce from Aurora is on. Joyce? Hi, Pastor Jeff. How are you? Hey, you know what? I'm blessed. God is keeping me right now, and I just want to thank God right now for all the pastors like you who I know are getting so many prayer requests, and I know that you, uh, you know, people are calling you and asking you for prayer and that you're praying for them and you're counseling them. And, you know, I think that we just did all pray for all our pastors out there, too, because you're first responders as well. Yeah, thank you. And, you know, there's, uh, you know, it's a privilege to be able to do this and to be able to um, encourage people, and, and we all have a role in that, but and praying for pastors right now that, you know, have had to make difficult decisions for their churches and stuff. And I just want to encourage all the pastors that are out there, you still have a voice. You still have a ministry. And and to uh, be able to uh, reach people not only with social media and online services, but other ways as well. And we'll we'll talk about that a little bit in the show. But I appreciate your, your um, just your appreciation and your... Uh, giving thanks uh, and encouragement to us. So you got a question for me, Joyce? I do, Pastor. Can I say one more thing before I get to that question? Absolutely. That you, Pastor, serve a calling greater than the president or any king on this earth. You serve the Most High God. 
And I just want to encourage you and remind you all of that. My question is this. A prominent preacher had talked about uh, the Olivet Discourse and was saying that it related to the Israelites in Jerusalem and that it did not relate to the church. And as Um, I've read it, the Holy Spirit tells me it relates to us as well. Well, it it does. I mean, the Olivet Discourse, um, there's... Of course, um, it's the second long, longest sermon that Jesus gave next to the Sermon on the um, Mount. So there's a lot in there. Uh, as you read Matthew 24 into Matthew 25, as you read uh, Mark's uh, narrative, uh, Mark 13, Luke chapter 21, each one has an emphasis um, on answering the question, what are the signs of the end? And so some of it does pertain to Israel, but a lot of it pertains to us as well. And Jesus said that, you know, I think that it's important for us to understand that they said, uh, as they asked them questions in Matthew 24, he said, um, you know, what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And so Jesus answered and said, take heed that no one deceives you. Now, Joyce, I don't know about you, but I think that applies to the church, doesn't it? Um, it, Yeah, that applies to us in the day in which we're living in. And um, because we do know that in in the last days, there's going to be apostate church, a false church that will be on the scene. But uh, we are seeing the birth pangs, I believe, right now. And he talks not only that there are going to be many that will come in my name saying I'm the Christ and deceive many, You'll have wars and rumors of wars, um, and that nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdoms. You'll have pestilence. You have earthquakes in various places, and all these are the beginning of sorrows. Um, so he's saying, listen, that the end time signs is going to be, um, you know, beginning of sorrows. And I believe what we are seeing today, even, even you know, Joyce, since we've entered into 2020, what have we seen? the continent of Australia burning up. We've seen a locust infestation uh, going across Africa that has, you know, devastated the land in Central Africa, East Africa. We have seen a worldwide pandemic. So these are birth pangs that point to that something is, is taking place and something's about ready to be birthed. And that is, I believe, that the Lord's going to come and take the church. And he does talk about the Great Tribulation period, um, and he does talk about his second coming, where he's going to come, the Son of Man coming in clouds um, of heaven and empower great glory. But then in Matthew chapter 24, he goes on to say, no one knows the day, the hour of his coming, and that days will be like Noah in the coming of the Son of Man. So I did a, a prophecy update this last New Year's Eve about how we need to be discerning of the days in which we're living in. Because that is a word for us. No one knows the day, the hour that I come. I believe he's speaking of the rapture of the church. And um, so that definitely is a message to the church. Um, it's The rapture, as you know, is different than the second coming of Jesus Christ, where he comes at the end of the tribulation period, and he comes with his church. Uh, but the rapture of the church, he comes for his church. We don't know the day or the hour. And he says, but know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready for the Son of Man is coming in an hour that you do not expect. That is a word for us today. And um, I believe that's a word for the church today. And unfortunately, what has happened over time 
is that many churches have avoided talking about that and and had has had the attitude of we don't need to talk about end time prophecy. We don't need to do prophecy updates. Uh, we don't need to talk about the rapture of the church. Uh, a lot of churches have taken position we can't really know. Well, we can know because Jesus talked about it. So that's my take on it. I think it's extremely important for us to be wise. And Jesus talked about in Luke's narrative about the the coming of the Son of Man is like the days of Noah, like the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, that his coming is going to be unexpected. It's going to be, you know, and the judgment is going to be in totality. When Noah went into the boat, they didn't know that judgment was going to come. Uh, when uh, the angels came to Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, they didn't know that judgment was going to come. Matter of fact, Lot's uh, you know, family thought it was you know, a big joke. So we are to be watching, and um, we are to be discerning. And I think those are words for us definitely today and for the church. Thank you so much. Joyce, thank you for your encouragement. God bless you. God bless you, too. Hey, we got open lines, 303-690-3000. And, um, well, we don't have all open lines. We uh, going to go to the phone lines. But listen, a lot of people right now are also wondering about um, this pandemic. Uh, what is it a fulfillment of? What's going on? Is it pointing to the end of the age? We'll talk about that as we have a little bit of time, but I really want to encourage us as Christians uh, that we are to be wise and discerning, keep everything in the context, and, um, and to know that we have a glorious future that's ahead of us, and that's what's going to bring us comfort. When Paul wrote about the rapture of the church, he said, comfort one another with these words, and we can be comforted by knowing that the Lord is going to come for us and that we do have a glorious future. And so uh, this is something for us uh, to be proclaiming and something for us uh, to continue to just look to. And and we have the blessed hope, the blessed hope that's before us. And so uh, we can talk about it more uh, as we continue on. But we do have uh, Laurel uh, on line two, and she's from Arvada. And Laurel? Hello. How are you? Uh, oh, I'm I'm doing well. Thank you. Good. Um yeah, I ha I uh my daughter notified me that um uh, my nephew's in laws um have been hospitalized with this uh coronavirus. Okay. And um so I just wanted and and his wife had posted that she would ask was asking for prayers. Um so I just thought I'd call in and ask if uh, you would pray for them. Absolutely. We'd love to. And so, Father, we do pray for um, Laurel's uh, nephew-in-laws that um, are in the hospital due to coronavirus, very serious. Lord, I pray for your healing upon them. I pray that you would touch them, um, that you would give the medical staff wisdom uh, in treating them. I pray for their protection as well. We are so thankful for those brave men and women uh, in the medical fields, the doctors, the nurses, um, the, the supporting staff, uh, all those that are there that are treating those with this virus. So, Lord, I do pray for her uh, nephew-in-laws for healing. 
uh, for um, they they would recover. They would recover quickly. And I pray for the protection of all those who were there ministering to them. And so, Lord, we lift this up. And I, I pray for peace to Laurels and her family uh, right now that they need that peace. And, Lord, that you would just bring them assurance that you're there and you care for them. And, Lord, we just pray uh, for this situation. And uh, we just pray that you would just work in a mighty, mighty way. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, thank you. Amen. Hey, hey keep thank us you. in in. in, in uh, keep us updated, and we're going to continue to pray. So, um, can I ask for one more prayer? Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of the people in in that family are not believers, and so you know, I just um, it was a big deal for her to ask for prayer on the internet. Yeah. So, you know, if you could also just pray for the family that God would yeah. minister to all of them. Yeah, well, you know, and here's the, all those here's the thing. Yeah, and we will. Here's the thing that just real quickly that well, I want to encourage you and others that have family members that are saying, "Can you pray for us?" or asking these questions, and it's a real opportunity to let them know that there's a God who cares, and there's a God that that is real. And um, and I, you know, I've been involved in critical incidents, uh, being a, a police chaplain for for many many years. And just being a pastor, we can give that hope to others. And and I just want to encourage you, uh, as they do that, that is a big deal. And and to be able to just go from there and with gentleness and discernment and compassion, be able to minister to them. And I do pray for this family that you give Laurel just um, uh, the ability to be able to minister to them in the right words. And Lord, that you would open up their hearts to you, that you are a loving God that cares for them and loves them. Um, and I just pray that you would just uh, be able to uh, just, uh, Lord, work in this family and b- drawing them to you and to your incredible grace and love and to the gospel, Lord, uh, because more than anything, um, people need to be saved. People need to come to you. So I just pray for that, for this family, in Jesus' name, amen much. Thank you. God, you bet. God bless you. God bless you too. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. We're getting ready to go to break, so I'd love to have you grab one of those open lines. And uh, if you need prayer, um, and uh, we have all open lines right now, let's, let's uh, pray for one another. Let's encourage one another in the ways of the Lord. Uh, let's get comforted uh, and you know, we we are in a second week of last Wednesday as our governor here in Colorado, uh, as you know, uh, put out a stay-at-home order. And what happens is we're, you know, we got who knows how long. The president uh, yesterday uh, had extended the guidelines till the end of April. We have a ways to go. And what can happen over time is we can begin to feel isolated. We can begin to feel anxious. Um, and then the consequences that come with it and paying the bills and and maybe losing work and not being able to go out and find work. And so we want to be here to to let you know that the Lord sees you and, and he knows. And uh, as we enter into um, next week, 
we're going to be in Holy Week, and 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 that the Lord has provided for us, uh, first of all, hope, and, and He's alive because He rose from the grave. Uh, that tomb is empty, and He sits at the right hand of the Father, and He's there to intercede for you uh, as you give prayers, uh, and He hears you and He loves you, and we just want to remind you of that. And uh, so give us a call, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. The text line is 720-336-0897. And to know this, that the Lord um, wants to work in your life and in your situation and with all of us here. So you're hearing the music. We're getting ready to go to break. We got all open lines, 303-690-3000. Grab one of those open lines. Hey, let's 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 uh, talk about the things of the Lord and here to answer your questions and pray with you. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you just heard those two numbers, how you can be a part of Calvary Live for the second half. Welcome back, 303-690-3000. we got all open lines, and so I'd love for you to be able to call in and ask your questions and to give your prayer requests in that dedicated text line, 720-336-0897. So we're here to minister to you, to pray for you and with you to uh, give you words of truth from the scriptures, and uh, we're going to continue to do that. Uh, One of the things that I've been doing on Sunday mornings on online church is doing a series now, Comfort from the Psalms. And I just want to um, to just, as you're wondering, uh, one of the questions that came in is, how can I encourage others during this time? and one of the ways that you can encourage others is to um, just talk with them, um, and you can uh, remind them of the truth of God's Word. Uh, you can uh, quote some scripture from Psalms, um, and just listen to people. One of the ways that we can reach out to others is maybe that you can call people, uh, others that uh, you know that you know are alone. Uh, maybe uh, if you belong to a church, there's some widows or others that you know that uh, you can call and uh, or you can write a note to, send them a letter. Uh, maybe perhaps that uh, you can uh, just uh, continue praying for uh, those in your church. Paul the Apostle, when he was under house arrest, uh, he uh, did more ministry during that time um, that you can imagine. And Paul... Uh, as he's chained to a Roman guard, he's under house arrest, uh, restricted to that place uh, for two years. And yet he was able to minister in a powerful, mighty way in that he says, I pray for you always. As he writes in Philippians chapter 1, that I pray for you always, you know, remembering you with all thanksgiving. And and we can pray for one another, certainly. We can pray for family members, for neighbors. I think that the church needs to be more than ever engaged in prayer. We need to be on our knees praying for uh, those who are linked to us in our lives, praying for our neighbors, our community, our country, 
praying and, and seeking the Lord. Second of all, he wrote letters, and we have those prison epistles that are in the New Testament. We have Philippians and Ephesians and Colossians and Philemon. And uh, so, you know, it is uh, something that uh, we can do. We can write a note to somebody. When somebody gets something in the mail, uh, it is such an encouragement. Uh, last week, I got uh, some letters from some of the kids from a family that they have um, six kids. And, and uh, the kids wrote, you know, a note and they uh, had pictures. And, and it was a tremendous blessing to me. Uh, that the kids took the time to do that. And we can bless others. We live in a day and age where we email and we text, and we kind of lost that personal touch. So to send a note to somebody and say, hey, I'm thinking about you, I'm praying for you, put down some scripture from the Psalms that uh, that will bring comfort to them. Uh, let them know that you care and been thinking about them and praying for them. So you can write a letter, you can write a note to somebody, and then certainly we can give the gospel, as Paul said, uh, that, um, that you know, uh, th- those of the palace guard greet you. Uh, can you imagine being chained to Paul the Apostle? <laughs> uh, he surely uh, witnessed to them and gave the gospel, and some of the palace guards were getting saved uh, there. And it, he had an amazing ministry. And we're able to, just as we were talking to one of the callers earlier, um, that their family, for them to ask for prayer was a big deal. And I want you to know that uh, that as people are thinking about these things, in the uncertainty uh, of everything that's going on, that we can give them a message of certainty, and that is the gospel and the love of Christ and the forgiveness of Christ that is available for those who turn to him. And what a great opportunity for us to be light in the darkness, to give truth in the confusion, and, and to be able to give a, um, a message of hope in the hopelessness so we can be used. Even though we feel like we're restricted to our homes, we can still minister. We can still uh, pray, Lord, how can I reach that person? Um, and, and how can I minister to that person? How can I pray for them? How can I minister to my family? How can I give the gospel? And so I want to encourage you in that. Seek the Lord in, in this. And, um, and there are people there also for you who are feeling down and discouraged. Get a hold of your pastor. Call your pastor. Email him. I know that I've received emails and just uh, wanting to communicate with those in the fellowship. Reach out because the church is still here and pastors are still wanting to minister, even though uh, we may not be able to to meet face to face. uh, We have these restrictions. Uh, We have the ability to be able to talk and call and email and to be able to minister just as we're doing right now through the radio. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. we got a couple open lines. Let's go to Greeley, where Suzanne's on line one. Hi, Suzanne. Hi, Pastor Jeff. I have a question for you. Absolutely. Okay, this is in regards to people getting saved during the tribulation period. I know that there will be, there will be a huge revival during that time with the Jews, but I'm wondering about people now who have heard the gospel and rejected it based on 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 8-10. If people have truly been exposed to the gospel and the rapture happens and then they go into the tribulation period, 
will they still be able to get saved if they once rejected the gospel? Yes, and I think, Suzanne, um, if I'm getting your question right, uh, there is going to actually be uh, a revival that takes place in the tribulation period, and it's going to come as a result of the 144,000 um, Jews that are evangelists. They're Jewish believers, 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes of Israel. Revelation chapter 7 talks about that. Revelation 7 is very clear that they are uh, Jewish believers that are going to be used of the Lord, sealed by God. But here's the thing. As, as people that have rejected the gospel, as they move into the tribulation period, uh, we see as a result of the ministry of the 144,000 in Revelation chapter 7, verse 9, John writes, After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude, which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and with palm branches in their hands, crying out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And so there's going to be a revival that's going to take place, as chapter 7 Revelation tells us, from every tribe, peoples, tongues, and nations standing before the throne. We do know that as you continue through the book of Revelation, that Second Thessalonians chapter 2, that you quote it, when the Antichrist goes into the rebuilt temple, he proclaims himself as God, to be worshipped as God in the temple of God, that he will then at that time begin to heavily persecute the Jews that are uh, out there, because we know from Revelation chapter 13 that uh, he begins to make war against the saints, that is, the, the Jews that will reject him as the Messiah, and then also the tribulation saints. And it's interesting that in Revelation chapter 13, that uh, if I can find it here, uh, that it says that they, the world turned to the beast, and uh, he was one that uh, it was granted to him, the beast, to make war with the saints to overcome them, and authority was given to him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. So this guy is a world leader that no, anyone who does not take their allegiance or make their allegiance with the Antichrist is going to be persecuted, and, and he's going to put to death many uh, of the Jews and many of the tribulation saints that will come to Christ uh, during that time. So there will be the tribulation saints. They're going to be heavily persecuted as a result of the 144,000 Jews. Also, we know that there's the witness, the two witnesses of Revelation chapter 11 in Jerusalem, and then also in Revelation chapter 14 that there's three angels and three proclamations. One of those proclamations is this, that if you take the mark of the Antichrist, there is no hope of salvation for you. Second of all, the second angel is going to preach the everlasting gospel to every creature. Um, and then thirdly, that Babylon has fallen. So uh, with that angel also proclaiming the gospel, many are going to come to Christ um, during the tribulation period, is what the indication is. Okay, and so who, then who are, who's Paul talking about in Second Thessalonians verses 8 through 10? who have heard the gospel and rejected it, and they, they'll be sent a strong delusion to confuse them during the tribulation period so that they won't come to salvation. So Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 8. Is that what you said, Suzanne? Yeah, verses 8 through 10. 
So I'm going to read it for the sake of our listeners. And then the lawless one will be revealed whom the Lord will consume with his breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. So he's speaking of the Antichrist, right? So the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders, with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie. So I think he's talking about the world in general. There's going to be many people that are going to be deceived by this Antichrist. The world is going to turn and begin to worship the beast, Revelation chapter 13. They, you know, the Antichrist, here's the thing, Suzanne, he's going to claim himself as God. Um, He's going to destroy that false church in the beginning of the tribulation period because he alone wants to be worshipped. And and what's something that Satan has always wanted? He, he he wanted to be worshipped. We see right. that from Isaiah chapter 14. So he's going to come with lying signs and wonders, as it says here, with deception. Um, for this reason, God will send them strong delusion. What exactly that is, there's different uh, discussions on that. Um, that is, you know, what is the strong delusion? Um, and But we know that the Antichrist is going to come and deceive the world and he's going to um, do it with line signs and wonders. He's going to be a great orator. And uh, Daniel repeats that over and over again. Um, And he's—see, here's the thing, Suzanne. The Antichrist not only means against Christ, but it means instead of Christ. So he's going to come as a counterfeit, and he's going to come claiming to be, you know— God, and I have the message of God, um, and he will spring, you know, and the Lord we know um, is going to bring strong delusion, um, and um, that strong delusion will be there. So, and there are going to be many that won't receive the love of the truth. Okay. I I appreciate your response, Pastor Jeff. I guess, you know, over the years I grew up thinking that if a person, you know, say in our time, heard the gospel and, you know, completely heard it and rejected it, then if they went into the tribulation period, you know, if the rapture happened and they went into the tribulation period, that they probably wouldn't be able to get saved during that time. Well, I think that a lot of... No, I I don't, Suzanne, because we do know that, um, that... you take today, you know, there are people that hear the gospel, they hear the gospel, they hear the gospel, and then eventually they do come to the gospel. Um, I know that at our services that, you know, we give people opportunity to receive the gospel. We've had people that have come for a year, heard the gospel, waited, rejected it, whatever it may be, and then they came to the gospel. Um, And, I, I believe that as, you know, people today, whether they've heard the gospel or not heard the gospel, when they get into the tribulation period and they realize that, man, something has happened here, and the witness that, that they still can turn to the Lord. There's there's no indication that uh, otherwise um, who, you know, who, who would be able to be saved in the tribulation period. Um, so there's a great revival that takes place, many people coming. So I believe that those moving into the tribulation period, even though they initially maybe rejected the gospel, um, will be able to come to the gospel at that time. 
sorry, there was some feedback. I think where I was talking over you. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> so yeah. no, I, I I believe that they will be able to to come to the gospel. Okay, well that is fantastic news. It it is fantastic. But the other thing, Suzanne, that I I tell people is, you know, some people say, well. Um, I don't want to give my life to Christ right now. If I see the rapture happen and then, you know, uh, uh, the Antichrist coming on the scene, then I'll give my my life to the Lord at that time. And I always say, listen, bad move. Don't do that. Don't harden your heart because that's a dangerous place to be. And so, you know, if if you can't give your life to the Lord now, how much harder is going to be in the tribulation period because you're going to be persecuted, um, and there's a chance that you're going to, you know, he's going to behead people, and that's the bad news for the tribulation saints. They're going to go through very heavy persecution. So, you know, it's like, you know, open your heart to the Lord now. Now's the day of grace. Um, don't wait. And that's a message for anyone, right, Suzanne? Um, that's right. Don't wait, because tomorrow isn't promised to any of us. And um, so come to Christ now. But... Um, God, out of his mercy and grace, I believe that there will be those that will be able to come to him uh, during the tribulation period that initially had rejected him. That is, that's fantastic news for everyone. Yeah. So but the point Absolutely. is, don't wait. Yeah. How are you guys right. doing? You guys healthy? We're healthy. Good, good. We miss seeing everybody. Have a good day. You too, Suzanne. Okay, bye. God bless you. You know, one of the things Suzanne's dad, I hope Suzanne doesn't mind me saying this, uh, is a pastor. He's 86 years old. He's a blessing to me. So, Roscoe, if you're listening, um, Pasco, Pastor Roscoe, um, missing you two, talking with you. God bless you guys, your whole family. Uh, looking forward to seeing you guys again. Hey, uh, 303-690-3000. Let's look and see where I'm at. And um, I believe that where we're at, I believe we have all open lines. So give me a call, 303-690-3000. Love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. You know, people are wondering about um, the uh, end times and wondering about this. And and, uh, we've talked a little bit about it. And uh, so if you got any questions, give me a call. Love to talk to you about it. Uh, One of the things that uh, a text question that came in is the covid 19, a fulfillment of 2 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 3. And so let's take a look at that as 2 Thessalonians, um, or 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 3, excuse me, that says, For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pain upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. Uh, and I think the, the uh, question is being asked is because here we are at the end of March, and when we began March, we never thought that um, we would be in the place that we are. March has the saying uh, that comes in as a, a, a lamb, leaves as a lion, or comes in as a lion, leaves as a lamb. And as we started March, um, because uh, I remember it was a Sunday, March 1st, and then we had March 8th, and that was the last Sunday that we were able to meet together. And as March came in, no one even dreamt of that we'd be in the place that we are at. 
we began to hear more and more about the threat of COVID-19, how it come to America. It was beginning to spread. But on March 1st, uh, we never dreamed. There was the uh, you know stock market that hit its highest. The economy was booming. Uh, everything was looking good. And how that changed so quickly. And in a matter of just a couple weeks, all of a sudden the stock market begins to crash. Uh, all of a sudden, COVID-19 is spreading rapidly. And all of a you know, sudden at the end of the month, here it is a month later, um, that we are seeing that um, most states are uh, stay-at-home orders. Uh, we're seeing the uh, COVID-19 spread. All this uncertainty does happen. People have lost their jobs. And, and so um, people are, are, are wondering um, here, when they say peace and safety and then sudden destruction comes upon them, it is not talking about the COVID-19 situation specifically. Um, again, I believe this is one of the birth pangs that uh, we're going to see that uh, eventually over time uh, that the COVID-19 is going to pass. And we pray that uh, the spread is, is flatlined. Uh, we pray that the Lord takes it away. But what First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 3 is telling us is that in the day of the Lord, he says that concerning the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains. So the day of the Lord begins the tribulation period. We're not in the tribulation period. Uh, some of the things that people had asked me was um, about uh, um, there was something on Facebook about March 26th, year 2020. So Isaiah 2620, is it a fulfillment of that? And um, it's not a fulfillment of that. It, it, it's kind of an interesting verse. I believe it's a verse that is speaking of uh, the or the rapture of the church. Let me read it to you, Isaiah. And some of you, I know you saw it on Facebook, uh, but Isaiah chapter 20, verse 26, and, and let me read it to you. But it kind of goes along with this question that was asked, uh, or actually Isaiah chapter 26, excuse me. Yes, verse 20. Come, my people, enter your chambers, shut the door behind you, Hide yourself, as it were, for a little moment until the indignation is passed. So people were saying because it is the 26th of March uh, and uh, it's 2020 that this is the fulfillment of that. Uh, first of all, it was speaking to Judah and God's people, but I think it's also a reference to the rapture of the church. And, of course, the rapture of the church hasn't happened. So some people were, were saying that, hey, the rapture of the church is going to happen today. Um, we don't know the day or the hour. So again, I want to advise you to keep everything in context, know the scriptures, and um, and know that um, that the Lord is going to take us, uh, but we don't know when. We don't know the day or the hour, uh, but we're to be watching. We're to be ready. We are to be looking. We are to be occupying till he comes, and that's a good word for us right now. Let's go to line two, Carolyn from Colorado Springs. <laughs> Hi, Hi Carolyn. Jeff. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing fine. Oh, good. Good. So um, I don't have uh, any scripture references or anything like that regarding my question, but I was told in a Bible study 
that during the tribulation time, um, only Jewish uh, people would be able to come to the Lord um, during that time if they had um, if they had previously rejected Christ and the Word. So yeah. I was just and, that. Yeah, and we just got that question from the caller before that was asking about that as well. So um, one of the things that we read from was Revelation chapter 7, and during the tribulation period, the 144,000 Jews go out and they're Jewish evangelists, they're believers, Jewish believers, 12,000 from the 12 tribes of Israel. But let me read it to you, Carolyn, that it says, After these things, John says, I look and behold a great multitude, which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palm branches in their hands, crying out with a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. So it is speaking um, of those in the tribulation period. John was asked, Who are these? And um, he, he answered and said, Sir, you know. So the angel answered and said, These are the ones who come out of the great tribulation, have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. So many from every tribe, tongues, people, and nation are going to get saved in the tribulation period. Gentiles will as well. Yep. Okay. Gentiles as well. So God has a plan for the, the Jews that at the end of the tribulation period that their eyes are going to be opened up. And Paul says in Romans chapter 11 that at that time all of Israel will be saved. There's a national restoration that will take place. So their eyes are going to be opened during the tribulation period as God pours out his spirit on the nation. But also we know that Gentiles are going to come to salvation as well. And then also what you see is Matthew chapter 25, that you see the judgment there of the nation. So Jesus will judge the nation at those times, and he separates the sheep from the goats. So Gentiles definitely will be able to uh, come to Christ during the tribulation period. Yeah, and I didn't listen while you were talking to the last gal, and I didn't. I guess I didn't hear that part, or I didn't put it together. So, well, you know, it must be a question that people are wondering, or a Bible study that they heard. But um, you know, it's so wonderful to to know that God's still going to be saving in the tribulation period. And one of the things I was adding is going to be difficult. It's going to be hard uh, for them because the Antichrist is going to come against them and the Jews as well. So uh, he has a plan for the church, um, that the church is going to be raptured before the tribulation period. But then there are going to be those, as they move into the day of the Lord or the tribulation period, that uh, as a result of these 144,000, they'll be like Greg Laurie's or, you know, Billy Graham's or, you know, um, just these incredible have, you know, evangelism that's going to take place. Many from every tribe, tongues, people, and nation are going to come to the Lord. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Thank it you is so much news. for that. You're, for letting, you're welcome. clearing that up for me. Absolutely. God bless you, Carolyn. God bless you as well. Thank you. You bet. Stay well. You bet. You too. You... Love Thank hearing you. from you guys down in Colorado Springs. By the way, the text line, I um, want to remind you, and... Uh, that 720-336-0897 is uh, a text line that uh, you can put in a prayer request, and they're taking prayer requests uh, 24-7. Uh, so if you got a prayer request, there are pastors that will be 
taking those prayer requests, praying for you, um, and ministering to you. So it's not just during the show. Usually, uh, before all this came out, uh, the COVID-19 situation, uh, it was open just during the show, 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock here in Colorado. But for anyone around the nation, listen, um, that you can uh, get a hold of, uh, text that number, 720-336-0897, and you can leave a prayer request. And uh, and there are pastors that are going to be praying for you and ministering to you in that way. That's twenty four seven for now, and uh, and so take advantage of it. Use that, and I know that you'll be tremendously blessed. Um, we are praying for you. I just want to remind you that uh, I'm sure it is with your uh, church that pastors are taking calls, and if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling overwhelmed. Uh, that give them a call, allow them minister to you, or call a brother and sister that you um, trust. Also, you can send praise reports, you know, uh, and you can um, also give indication of answer prayer notices. We want to see and we want to know how God is working in your life, what he is showing you. So be sure to pass that along. Uh, you got the text line also to be able to call us uh, here at Calvary Greeley to your pastor at church. I'm sure that uh, pastors are, are uh, willing to minister and able to minister in that way. And, and let's encourage each other. Let's build each other up. We're in this together, and the Lord is with us. He's in the midst uh, of his church, of his people, still working his love, his promises, And so stay healthy and look to the Lord. Keep praying for one another. Keep giving the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to others that need to hear it so desperately. God bless you, and we're going to talk to you next time. Take care. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.